If you're talking sports, it's the matchup. Mickey Hero says he already cutting it up. Just a couple athletic enthusiasts. You know what it is. The Mickey Zizzy podcast. Who let the dogs out? We should say Huskies. We should. But this is season three, episode 40. The pen ultimate episode. And we're here for another week. There's many, many reasons to be excited. But first, as always, to get us started, this is... The Mickey's Izzy Podcast, brought to you by Pinnacle Supplementation. Make sure you reach your pinnacle. Go ahead and check out PinnacleSup.com for all of your fitness and wellness needs. Also, check out Jeeper3 on YouTube. Go ahead and follow that man, Grant Anderson, the man with the plan, the OBL extraordinaire, pickup port, low trotter, secret soft shooter, that smucker smack talker. Man, you know what it is. Mickey, that was a lot. I'm not going to lie. I might have to go to like a chiropractor or something and check on my neck after that. Uh, there's a lot of Vega going, but uh, what's up, buddy? I was going to come in with a different intro, but uh, Mr. Zizzy, uh, for everyone else who's watching the YouTube right now, obviously he came in, he slid on in, but I think there was supposed to be music and didn't hear a thing. So edited. So now the people who are actually listening to it, it will have the uh, audio in it. But my man is so sad. <laughs> Outstanding intro to this episode of the Mickey Zizzy podcast. Once again, brought to you by Pinnacle Supplementation and G43. I heard there's merch on the way. And speaking of Pinnacle Supplementation, we do have to crown our winner. The man with a plan, the husky believer, the dog who just came out, Mr. Zizzy Yankovic. Congratulations. Uh, we'll be going out to the CEO of Wiley Allen to make sure you get your free something, merch, protein powder, whatever you desire. You get one free item. Oh, we, we can tell them what it is. We, we go on chocolate, protein Talk. powder, chocolate, protein powder. Wiley, look it in right now. We'll just so, you know, you do get the free item. We are going to have to get you a trophy or possibly another plaque. But, Yank, that's that's two fan-based things that you've won. And I've won the other one. So, it was a year. A year for Mickey Zizzy. Uh, but the thing why we also bring that up, this is the second to last episode. Next episode will be our season finale. Talk about all our Mickey Zizzy awards. We'll be highlighting those at the end of this. But we got national championships to talk about in this episode, y'all. This episode's already crazy. But got to start this off with person. Of the week. Who do you got? Well, person of the week, person of the week. Oh, uh, it's only uh, you. It's you and uh, the wife. Uh, just congratulations, buddy. Um, to anybody that does not know already, um, this man's going to be a dad. Uh, and I have no words to describe that just because there's a whole lot of emotions that go with it. But I'm just... Like, I'm so happy for the both of y'all. Um, obviously, this is what you have always wanted when we've talked about this type of a thing, uh, type of thing in the past. And, I mean, I just, I couldn't be more excited to watch you guys grow your family and just have this opportunity. I mean, you're, you're going to be a dad, bro. This is, this is crazy. I'm just, I freaked out when you told me. I still <laughs> am having trouble processing weeks later. But th this is just an, an awesome time to be around and see it happen. Thank you, thank you. Yes, special moment uh, in my life and in Haley's life. Uh, super excited to bring that to 
the podcast. We'll have a special guest. I'll be a special guest uh, come the October. We'll have the Maiden oh, Hines making some appearances on the Mickey Zizzy podcast, that dad energy. Uh, no, we really do appreciate it. And obviously, it's a big step in life, big milestone, always what we wanted, like we have always talked about. Um, but yeah, so I really appreciate that. Yeah. My person of the week, not as heartfelt as, you know, becoming a father and whatnot, but I got to give a shout out to the waiter at the Grumpy Goat. I call it a bar and grill, breakfast bar and grill in Des Moines, Iowa. This past weekend, Haley and I went to regionals. We coached our team. We had a pretty successful weekend. And we went to this place. We're trying to find places to go. We saw the Grumpy Goat. Right? Okay, Goat. The grumpy so Goat. Okay. All right. And the breakfast, top notch. Like, Goat for a reason. They had this French toast with marshmallow and peanut butter in between. Oh, oh delicious. That's Top notch. And this guy, though, like, he was just so nice. So personal. He wasn't one of those waiters that you're like, dude, like, get away. We get it. Right. But, like, he brought a ton of energy. He loved his job. Like, he cleaned up. Like, he, he did everything. Like, you think of the perfect waiter. This was this man. And I forgot to get his name. But a huge shout out to just a dude loved doing their job. The waiter at the Grumpy Goat. I would. I wish like sometimes, like sometimes the best people, like it was like the traffic person. Which have we found out that person's name yet? Nope. <laughs> oh my god! I will. I will make it. I will make it a job. I'm just saying. I'm just saying week. though. Like it's always some of the best people that we can't figure out what the names are. But Grumpy Goat, that's awesome. Uh, I'm glad you guys were able to experience that. For like, what a name! Like I'm all for the alliterate alliterations, uh, rhymes, anything like that. So. First and foremost, the name hits. And then for the food to follow it up, gotta love it. Gotta love it. And then the service. Shout out to whoever, whoever it is. Mr. We appreciate Gil. you here on the Mickey Zizzy podcast. And I, I mean, honestly, it's gotta promote some more business for the Grumpy Goat, right? Let's go make <laughs> right, that. Let's go, that let's, go turn that let's go turn that frown upside down. Let's make it the happy goat now. Let's get it. The happy goat. Um... No, awesome stuff. Those are the people of the week. We love highlighting those who need to be highlighted. Now, let's go right into the business. We're going to talk Women's National Championship. And, Yank, I'm going to be on my soapbox for a little bit. And some of my things people are probably not going to agree with. Now, let's talk about the game first before we get to the huge online debate. This is the most watched Women's National Championship of all time. The growth of women's sports is growing. It's awesome. I'm so happy that I can be not necessarily like a part of that, but enjoy it, right? I, I watch softball a whole lot more than I watch baseball, right? Haley and I watch it, love watching it. We go to volleyball games now. We watch these national championships and watch these female athletes perform at the top level, and it's so amazing to watch. We've talked about Caitlin Clark. We're going to talk about Angel Reese, the double-double machine, right? All great things, and it was just so sweet to see the numbers rise in the national championship. Uh, well, I mean, I, it's like the same thing when we've seen issues in the past, correct? Like uh, weight room facilities, things like that within the NCAA tournament yep. itself. But that has changed uh, the viewership like, you, like you're bringing up. I mean, like you said, the most watched game in women's basketball history, um, at least for, I think, college women's basketball history. Yeah. But still, 
9.9. Uh, absolutely, absolutely incredible. I mean, some of the greatest players. I mean, the talent is just at an all-time high. I, it, it's it's a thrill to watch, and their their fundamentals are always a hundred percent sound, which just makes it even better to watch. I mean, like these girls are talented, um, and I know a lot of people don't want to give that the same chance as the as the men's side of things, but it's definitely an eye opener, and people that were able to watch this game and tune in. Hopefully, you're starting to see the other side of it. 100%. I mean, Yank, we saw the most points ever scored in a national championship. Like, that's something to highlight, 102 points. Like, scoring triple digits, triple digits in a women's game. Now, we'll get to kind of some of the reasons why. Um, but it's awesome. And I really love to just watch greatness. And first of all, just sports. I mean, yeah, Yank, I mean, on the other side season, of NBA playoffs, like, I just love sports. Like, that was the biggest event, right? I'm going to go watch it. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, on the other side, like you got one team scoring triple digits, 102 points. Like so that's a record and everything going on that one on that side of things. And on the other side, you got Caitlin Clark, who sets a record for most three pointers in a title game. I mean, I mean, there's like most there's plenty of things. Yeah. Points scored in a tournament, man or woman. I mean, I'm just saying there's a whole lot of things going on to promote the women's game. And it's it's like we said, it's remarkable. Now, let's talk about the game. I'm going to talk about the game, and I'm slowly, like, waiting for my soapbox moment. This is kind of all I've been thinking about. You're waiting for your soapbox. These glasses aren't coming off. They're not coming (laughs) off until we talk about it. Um, The shooting, though, like, the officials were bad. Okay, we're going to talk about that. The officials were awful. The technical was complete bogus. Like, she threw it behind her back. It's like, really? Like, she wasn't doing it out of anger. I thought that was complete bogus. A lot of the fouls did seem soft, and that's why some people are talking about the viewership, right? Like, you can't get the best players in the game out based on some of these calls. It's like, you wouldn't call it a men's game. You know what I'm saying? So some of the officiating was bad in my eyes. But, Yank, did it really matter when Carson shoots five for five from three, banking threes at the buzzer, right? Does it really matter that the entire team was going off? Right. I mean, look at the points. Right. You had Morris score 21. Uh, ooh, yeah. Um, Williams score 20. Okay. They're putting up points in this game. There's three girls on their team scoring over 20 points. That's crazy. Even Angel Reese had 15. Like they put on a show. And granted, they didn't play as good as defense, physical defense, because they're like, I got four fouls, coach, just for tossing a ball. Like I can't play physical defense. Drive bys, easier buckets. Right. Have to sag off. So, even with the officiating, I still think LSU wins this game. That's coming from a Hawks fan. They shot the lights out of the basketball, Yank. They were, I mean, 102 Great points. Offense. Always you know, beats the... good defense. Doesn't even matter if it was yes. good Yes, yes, yes. Because you got to put the ball in the basket. I'm just saying, great offense is elite. It's unstoppable. And it's on the bad. flip side, people are like, oh, you know, Caitlin Clark, uh, she got outplayed, da-da-da, in the first half, this and that. Like, okay, yeah, she didn't score 40 this game, but – she wouldn't score 30. She broke the record for most threes in a game, right? And the biggest thing there for the Hawks was the uh sorry, I'm pulling up stats. Was the fouls, right? You had Monica who went out, who had 13 and 6, right? Nothing too crazy there. Marshall had 12 and Martin had 13. Warnock only had nine. I think Warnock could have had a better game to really help out the Hawks. And they play with their five, right? Their bench players when Caitlin Clark had a sit, right? You saw Iowa got down, right? They couldn't keep up with the very athletic LSU team, the ones who were shooting the lights out of the basketball, right? So, end all, be all, LSU definitely deserved it. 
right? They earned it, I should say. Um, they definitely earned it, deserved it, because they played a better basketball game than the Iowa Hawkeyes did. Plain and simple. Give me your first initial thoughts. Um, first initial thought is you watch the game and you feel like at least on that given night, LSU is the better team. I mean, you can't, they just, yeah, they shot the way that they shot the ball, they played offensively. You score 102 points. You got Carson coming off the bench, scoring, like you said, five for five or five for six from three. They're 11 of 17 from three as a team. I mean, you're shooting over 63, 64% from three. You're shooting 55% from the floor. You're going to win. Let's not act like, let's not act like Iowa was struggling on offense. They scored 85. 85 is a good game by most standards. They scored, they had four or five starters in double figures and their fifth starter had nine. Like, come on, they're they're out there shooting the ball. And everyone that wants to talk about the Caitlin Clark getting outplayed. Yeah, you got outplayed as a team. I mean, Angel Angel Reese, there is nothing that I'm going to say really against her. But she won the most outstanding player, I think it's of the Final Four. And I feel like that just goes because they win the championship. Let's be honest, it's Caitlin Clark if we're talking about the actual player of the tournament or player of the Final Four. She went back-to-back 40 burgers. One of them was a 40-point triple-double. Never been done before by anybody. Okay? So, I mean, there's a lot of positives to say about Iowa. But like you said, the shooting of LSU, I mean, 38 to 70, 11 to 17 from three, across the board, 20 from Williams, 10 from Johnson, 15 from Reese. I mean, I mean, it. there wasn't much to say. I mean, Carson coming out and just setting the tempo, spreading the uh, – spread like they found her – I don't even know what to say. You can just – I say it's amazing at this point. Watching her touch the ball, just catch and shoot, amazing, awesome. Um, no, living the, the moment, too. living the moment. And a couple people actually absolutely showed up. Like that, like that night, like they were just making all the buckets. You're watching the game, like, oh my goodness, has she missed yet? He's four for four, five for five. Like, oh my soul, like that's how this game is gonna go. And the Hawkeyes kept it close. You know, once again, those fouls kind of came in that they couldn't break that like ten point barrier when they were down big at halftime. Um, I don't like some of the calls. I could disagree with you, though, on, like, I don't know. I mean, the technical. Don't don't people get technical for delay of game calls? Yank. I'm just saying. That's the soft officiating, and I'm an official. I, I agree with you. I'm not saying I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm just saying. Down like, after dunk. That's sports. Let that happen. You just threw the ball. Two out of bounds where the ball's going to be, right? You're trying to help out the ref. Yeah, sorry she didn't come, gift it, wrap it real quick, tie it in a bow, and gift it. Here you go, right? Threw it, wanted to go talk to her team. Wasn't arguing, wasn't fighting, just, all right, here you go. What do we got to do next? So, for you to call it delay of game. I mean, no, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm asking you, you're the referee. You were the one that was on their side a couple of weeks ago. I know, and I'm saying I'm not on arguments. the side here. Like, I, the delay game, the technicals. There's, it was, it's, you can just admit that it's kind of like what we said before. You know, it's, it's in the moment. It's in the situation. You got to be able to read the situation, Mickey. It's not about. That's not why a, they don't, don't that's why they call. shouldn't call that there, right? At all. There's been a ton of fouls with the hands on the hip like we talked about last week. Okay. <laughs> now, going back to uh, this call, right? Everyone, all right, okay? We'll throw it over there. Sorry, I didn't hand you the basketball. 
yes, technically it's in the rule book, but you should not be. Uh, I, I mean, I I get it. I didn't like the call. Um, I didn't like some of the foul calls. Well, then, like you're gonna call that as a te- as a technical foul, but then you're not gonna call Coach Mulkin being on the court. <laughs> Running into the referees on multiple occasions when you have a coach's box, like you don't even get a sideline warning. Like, yeah, there's definitely some questionable things that go on throughout the game, but overall, coaches can you know, like be on the court when they're not on your side, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can be on the court trying to yell something, walk back. Like, when you run into officials and the ball is like legit right in front of you, and you could practically be playing defense, that's the problem. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, I agree with you on all that, especially with the fact that no matter what, I still don't think it impacts the result of the game just just based on how LSU played offensively. Now, we've said our piece about that. Let's talk about the end. John Cena motions, the stalking, the big uproar on social media. Now, a lot of people might get upset with this. I'm okay with it. It's coming from an Iowa Hawkeye fan. For those who say this is classless and disgusting, stop it. Have you watched sports? Have you seen what some of these dudes do each other, right? They get into each other's faces, right? They talk all the trash just because they're females. They can talk their trash too. Now, Yank, this is not classless act, okay? This is competitive sports. And sorry, my soapbox. This is Q soapbox moment. Um, no, we, we need it. We need it. In the world sports, needs it. Yank, you can talk trash, and this wasn't classless. Did she go over the line? Yes. Went over the line for the fifth, last 15 seconds of the game, trying to get into her face and do it, and then finally get away from your team. Like, your team's winning national championship, go celebrate, right? Do it once, right? Boom, get her attention, go. Like, it's a four or five second thing, but like the stalking, constantly walking, cross the line. But Yank, we're both athletes. Have you crossed the line in celebration or in anger sometimes? Yes. Stop. Don't be shaking Never. your head. Never. I have, right? Celebrate. I like, ah, probably shouldn't have done that, right? Caught up in the moment. We've all lot. done that before as athletes, right? So we should not be having all of this hate about it. And, Yank, it is different. Caitlin had an inside joke. She did it to her bench, to her coaches. They even had a reporter there in like this green screen. They're all like playing around. And the reporter was like, would you ever do it in somebody's face? And Caitlin's like, no, no, you do it to my teammates. It's more of a, like a joke with them. It's like our celebration, right? She stalked, went around, did it in her face, right? So there was the difference. Am I saying it's classless? No, it's not, right? I've said that piece about it. Okay, so that's the difference between the two. So I understand that side of things. Now, the last thing I am going to say about this soapbox is some people were upset, like a lot of Iowa fans. Why were they disrespected? They never said anything bad about LSU, right? They only said bad things because LSU got mad when they waved off the girl from South uh, South Carolina, right? Because that was their scouting report. They took that personally. You know who else said that and made up their own narratives? The GOAT, Michael Jordan. You could look at Michael Jordan the wrong way, Zizzy, and it's, Oh, snap. Jordan's going to drop 40 on us tonight. You know, people create those narratives to help motivate them to help win. Did it help them win? Well, they're national champs. They're celebrating in a parade today, right? So it did. So, yes, the motive was like, really? But it helped them win. Whatever you got to do as an athlete, yeah, do it if you want to win, right? If you look across that court, you know, the opponent across from you, and you're like, dang, that man walked on the field a different way. Like, 
that gets you motivated, so be it. If he disrespected you by walking onto your court, like, and that's what motivates you to help win and to perform your best, whatever, right? So end all be all. Uh, a lot of those people, you definitely need to watch. Like what you're saying, it's sports, and you know you got to give them their flowers. They are national, like undisputed national champs. Like there's no debate about it. Um, so that is my soapbox about the whole drama that has came. Well, I think it that's exactly what it is. It's drama in the first place. Like this is this is sports. There's competitive nature, there's lashing out, there's emotions, there's passion. People are gonna live in the moment. And I mean, or I, I can't I agree with you a hundred percent. You can't call it classless or anything like that. It's just a, it's a sports moment, it's a move, it's a you call it trash talking, I guess, if you want, but there's nothing classic classless to it it's it's coming from both sides and it probably happens all game it happens in other games like you say we bring up the example of Caitlin Clark earlier in the tournament doing it to another team yeah South Carolina so I mean it's part of the game and even Caitlin Clark herself after the game says like no like I don't even realize that or didn't really see it I don't recognize that as trash talk or her doing anything like that Angel Reese has been on other um, interviews saying there's no beef between me and Caitlin Clark. Like, it's just a, you're living in the moment. And like, we as a team had saw that on our scouting report and used that to galvanize us. Like, whether that's true or not, like, so be it. But teams do create narratives and teams do have uh, billboard material that they use to hype themselves up to play games. I mean, I know that I've done it personally. I'm sure that you have as well. Like, it is what it is. So um, I'm not going to call it classless. The only thing that I'm not going to say is, like, are, you're saying that Caitlin Clark, when she was doing it, was doing it with her to her team? Like, as an inside joke? Yes. Towards her All team. right. This is, that's the only thing I'm going to disagree with is that you don't do that as a player, period, without knowing the other team's going to see it. You, you do that, period, on the court. You know the world's watching you, especially as the best player in women's college basketball. You know the world is watching you. You know the other team's looking at you. Even if you have it as an inside joke with your team, when you do it, you know they're seeing What's bad? So, What's the difference between that? And I'm saying, not saying no. I wasn't saying me to your teammates. What's the difference? Like you're to your teammates. No, like, it's the same. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. But I think the entire thing should be just classified as the same thing. Like don't separate it. Like it's the same thing when Caitlin Clark waves off, um, um, waves off the girl at South Carolina. I can't remember her name. I apologize. But when she waves her off at South Carolina, like. People are going out there and saying, like, oh, that's savage. Like, oh, that's awesome. I love that she's out there doing that. But then people want to give Angel Reese the backlash on the back end here. Like, no, it should all be classified as the same thing. Everything, like, this is just part of the game. It's a trash talk tactic. Whether you're doing it with your team or to the other team, it is just part of the game. And people got to get over it. Let's not be soft about it. Question. So the Pat Beverly, Austin Reeves, the too small thing, is that classless? No. So that's part of the okay. So when somebody they also used to be former teammates, you wouldn't want to take a jab at each other. And like they're being like, yeah, you can maybe say it's petty, but like it's it's in a fun way, in my opinion. 
Okay. So I mean, they go back at it. It didn't start a fight or nothing. Like they're men and mature about it. To me, that's that's part of the game. Like, oh, they got us last game and he hit LeBron with the two small. Oh, we got him this game and Reeves got him personally hits okay. him with the two small. Let me change my question here. So it's kind of like the he can't guard me. I hear a lot of people saying it, like you come off the field like I'm him. So, yeah, I'm, I'm him. him. He like, can't guard he me. He can't guard me. You say that to your teammates, right? But if you go straight up, like you just score and start saying that to him, right? Boom, boom. Me, like I'm not gonna care. Is that classless? I mean, people aren't gonna like it, and like people you just won the Super Bowl. Think, there's people. There's people that think that. Just talking trash in general is classless. See, I think it's a part of the game, and that's me. I, don't I think exactly. I, I think that's just where it becomes a personal discretion. Like, but there is a difference between those two things. Between you just scoring touchdown, getting right in the person you scored on because you just mossed them, right? I'm him. I'm you know like you can't guard me compared to doing it to your teammates. Is there a difference there? Both not classless in our eyes, right? We don't. I think that's classless, but. Those two, I guess, yeah. I guess what I'm just trying to say is like, I mean, like the ways that people can talk trash and do all that and celebrate and all that. Like, yeah, there's different levels to that. And and they can be, yeah, and they can be viewed differently, but like they'll be viewed differently. But it's just like, I don't know, as a competitor, I just think like that's part of the game. So to us, like to, to the athletes, it's nothing. To everybody else outside the game, we should view it. As nothing, but the narrative is always going to be way more. I don't know. I don't know. Everything gets drawn, blown out of proportion. It does, and you know we're not like we're having the debate, but we're not like we both think it's not classless because we're both competitors, right? We're both athletes. You know what I would do? Yeah, because like I couldn't sit, I couldn't sit there and say like somebody going like personal and talking about like somebody's family to them, like in their face in the middle of the court compared to somebody turning around and doing a John Cena or like hitting a three and just, okay, let's go. Like, let's go. Let's go. I'm him. Like, I no, like there's definitely, that's like, where- that is all different variations of it. But I just think overall it should be classified as just like, this is part of the game and we should embrace that and love it as an entertainment factor. And that's the thing now is Iowa, like you should be motivated. You know, if I would have saw it, like, Hey, I'm coming back. Like, I saw that, or you know, she did not see You're it. Not last laugh, like yeah. right, exactly, and that's like the thing too is, you know, that picture, you know, of her going like that. Print that off, put it up there. Like that should be your, that's your narrative. That's your. We got disrespected a year ago. Like you know what I'm saying? Like that can be a motivating factor for them, right? You have the same things that LSU created, right? They created it, and it helped them win a national championship. But that's sports. That's competitive, right? We all compete because we want to win. We don't compete because we want to lose, right? Let it be all, be all. It was not classless. Definitely not. Um, lines were crossed, but every athlete does. Like, it's okay. Um, so, awesome debate in my eyes. I think we're both – I think we're both on the same page about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet. So – now let's get into the men's national championship. Granted, uh, first ever buzzer beater between San Diego State and FAU. We really wanted FAU to uh, go to the championship, yeah, right. um, but the Aztecs just—they had one of those years where once again they—they they just won. They just won ball games. 
And on the flip side, uh, Yank, I might need to buy a stock in any team that you say is going to win a championship, NBA, Super Bowl, NCAA. I need to start making bets on that now because you are you have three of like three titles under your belt of people you have called UConn. Uh, who was it that um? They have the, uh, the Rams and, and the Rams. Yeah, so those three, I'm like, wow. So you are on it. Uh, we already hyped up the Huskies earlier. Um, so I'm gonna kind of miss those two final four games and just talk about this national championship because and all be all, the story was the Huskies, was UConn yeah. back on top. Five and drive, call him Mr. Zizzy. Uh, absolutely amazing. Just total dominance in March Madness. Some of the most dominant performance we've ever seen in March Madness history. Give me Yeah, like like I said, we were we were we were taught um I was over here breaking my neck, dancing and trying to get hype over here. I was trying to dance to who let the dogs out. Because uh, who let the dogs out? Okay, it's the Huskies time to win every game in this tournament. By double digits, including the championship. I mean, they proved that they were the team to beat. The chemistry is there. The coaching. I mean, he warned us a few years ago back when they lost to Villanova. Hey, it's coming. It's coming. Don't worry. It's coming. Here we are. Got a championship under his belt. They got good recruiting classes, I'm sure, to follow. And UConn's going to be around for, for some years to come, for sure. But just all in all, Got hot at the right time. Like I said, I saw it in the Big East tournament when they were going through that and ended up winning the Big East title. It's just, it's one of those things. You get hot at the right time. You play great basketball. You play as a team. And you usually don't see it in this form of dominance. But, I mean, power to them. Power to them. Not one game under 10 points win. Like, that's absolutely insane. And now I'm just going to talk more about the Huskies and why they one and as i look at this team i mean granted like i've already said they won by more than 10 points per march madness game and they really just had a, a complete lineup that i really looked past over right i did all my research i wanted a big center i wanted guys that can shoot i wanted guys that can share the ball right you have tristan newton right he balled out he had a double double 10 rebounds 19 points like that's great Right. You had Sonigo, the center, Adama Sonigo. I know I'm pronouncing that wrong. I apologize to those people, but like 17 and 10, like two dudes, double doubles with dang near 20 points. Like, okay. Then Hawkins with 16. Okay. And then also Jackson, right? Three points. Okay. But six assists. Uh, Andre Jackson, um, three points, six assists, three rebounds. Like, that's what you want. Okay. At one of your players, someone who can share the wealth. Barely putting a little bit of themselves putting the ball in the bucket and then those assists. So overall, the complete team there. And it was just complete dominance. And that's why, you know, some people look at it like the women's game was so much better. It was more intense, blah, 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 blah. Right. We knew this year was going to be crazy. We knew that this final four was going to be weird because there's no outright like team that was going to be the team with the dude. Right. You had a little bit with Alabama and Brandon Miller. Um, So. That being said, UConn really rose up to the challenge and just such a great, uh, great coached team. And they definitely deserve it. I mean, they are the pinnacle of basketball franchises in college. 
Yeah, I mean, Dan Hurley is the man as the coach and the man with a plan in charge. I mean, like you said, it was across the board with the team effort. I mean, even left out Jordan Hawkins, who had 16 points in the game. I mean, they come out. It, it was There was nobody that was afraid of the moment. Um, they were impressive. You build a 16-point lead late in the first half. You end up, like, kind of just coasting and maintaining throughout the rest of the game from there. Got to love being able to follow the game plan and the game script. Honestly, I mean, it tells you enough when the narrative of the game is that the Aztecs, like, played well enough to, like, stay in it, you know? Like, they were they were around, you know, yeah. enough. And that just if that doesn't tell you enough, like, that's the championship game, and that's how people are describing the game. Well, like, the Aztecs, like, made them, like, play honest, you know? Like... That's not that's not what you typically want to hear when it comes to a championship game. You want to hear down to the wire or something like that. So like the um, game before buzzer beater. But yeah, like that close. Yeah. yeah. So I mean it is it is what it is, but the, I mean that they were the dominant team throughout. You don't win every game by double digits. Uh any I mean, that doesn't happen on the regular. Um, I think it's only the sixth time or fifth time since the bracket expanded back in nineteen eighty five. So it, it, it's pretty remarkable. And it really was remarkable because I'm looking at their season stats, right? Sanago, 17 and 7 guys, 17 and 8 guy will round up like pretty good. Hawkins had 16, Newton had 10, right? And Clinigan, I still liked. He was still a good force coming off the bench. And then uh, Andre Jackson Jr. had, you know, 7, 7 and 4, right? So this team, you know, it doesn't blow the numbers off of the roof, but they play team basketball. And we've seen both these championships in college, you need a full developed and put together team they played great defense they scored the ball like no other that's one of the things that you really complimented them on coming into march madness now one of the best teams there i mean might be one of the best teams there ever was but let's talk about march madness the men's side as a whole we said it was to be crazy we had princeton we had F fdsu right we had these crazy upsets we had this crazy not a one not a two not a three seed in the uh final four that's bonkers you don't see that like ever right mm -hmm. nobody predicts it um those blue and, bloods like being eliminated as early as they were for the most part uh outside obviously yukon is in a way but still i mean absolutely insane seeing just all of these teams that are falling out as early as they were and all those shakeups and everything they're, they're the fact that there was people that even predicted this final four, regardless of if they were just flipping a coin or not. Like, right. I, I don't know. It had to be greeny, no greeny. that got green, no greeny. that have a good bracket. <laughs> <laughs> um, But that's the thing is some people are saying, Oh, they didn't play the best of the best. They didn't play the Bama. They didn't play the Purdue. They didn't play the Arizona. It didn't matter. They lost. They were not good enough this year, that night to make it to this stage. You know, who was UConn. They saw every opponent as the same. They went up, got buckets, stopped them from getting buckets. 
That's winning basketball. <laughs> you put yeah. the ball in basket more than the other team, and that's what they did. Um, so end all be all about the men's March Madness is it was amazing. I oh. actually I can't say I love. I, I actually will yeah, never care if I ever predict or win the bracket challenge ever again if it's always this cra- crazy because that would just well, make every March it makes on. every March worth it. I mean, it's amazing. You just came off a W like oh, I don't know, you know, if I ever want to win again. Stop that! It's not a no. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like I could, I could, re- I could be. I could die happy right now, first and foremost, because I am a champion. And that's two timer, two time, two time. It, it was it was a revenge season for for Zizzy. We were talking about this, but all I know is that UConn, like from the from the get go, their narrative, they, they're unranked coming into the season. They start their season sixteen and zero. They have a little mid-season lull, whatever else. Then they pick it back up towards the end of the year, have a great Big East tournament, hit their stride going into the big-time March Madness tournament, and then we obviously see it culminate into what it was uh, as a national champion. But there is nothing more to say that this was the most dominant team throughout. Um, Regardless of all the upsets, anything else, this team earned it more than anybody. Yes, they did. I mean, they, they earned it. And national champs for sure. They got to cut down the nets. The one shining moment, all that jazz. So, Yank, March Madness is over. So, you know, what in the heck could we possibly be talking about here on the podcast? Like we said in the beginning of the episode, this is our second last episode of season three, Bigger and Better. And we've obviously added the video. We've had bigger stars, bigger interviews, bigger views, all thanks to you and the fans and bigger uh, events and those who have included Yank, this year's been special. We're not going to talk too much about the year it's been and Mickey's is a year. We typically uh, start our new one when the NFL draft starts. So kind of when the NBA playoffs and NFL draft, that's like our kickoff to the new year um, for our podcast. We are super happy and we're going to continue to do it. We can't give away any two secrets of what our next slogan and the bigger things we have planned for it. But Yank, we do have to talk some things about next episode. Now, sorry, I'm pulling up all the statistics here on the mickey zizzy podcast we talk about our best take from the year we talk about our worst take from the year we talk about our moment of the year we have the most valuable interview of the year that's for those people who have volunteered their time to come on the interview and talk about their careers and whatnot and we also have the all-star listener game now y'all we have to give you some of the facts here on the mickey zizzy podcast so yank we're not going to give away all of them this year. We're only going to give away the fans two for them to look forward to, two or one. So, Yank, what was one of your worst takes that are going to be nominated for worst take of the year? We're going to rip it off like a Band-Aid. One of the worst takes, I'm just going to make it the obvious one, guys. And if anyone's been paying attention, I'm sure. Brock Flag, please don't give me any haze on this one. But the Kansas City Chiefs to be last in their division – I think that's a pretty bad take. Uh, they win what the Super Bowl? <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I mean, it's, it's not I good. a front runner. We it's don't not know. good, ladies and gentlemen. It's not good. So I got that one out there. That's for sure. Um, one of my worst takes is kind of in that same realm. Uh, the Bears winning the NFC North. Uh, he was- I, would, I mean, hey, I like the belief, and they have. The, it's there. It's there. 
We're the first round draft pick. We were until we traded it. Okay, so definitely one of my worst takes this past year. Um, Yank, you can give another worst take or talk about a possible best take that's gonna be for the fans to vote on the Twitter sphere. I mean, I'll get I, I like you know me. I like to be a little bit more mysterious with this stuff, but we obviously are hyping up one of the best takes that I will have on this season <laughs> of the Biggest Izzy Podcast, and that would be the Yukon Huskies winning. The March Madness tournament. I'm People, if you listen to this, go. I mean, come on now. I call champions. It's what I do. It's what I do. Put it on a t-shirt. <laughs> um, no, definitely. Uh, one of my best takes. Uh, I'm gonna kind of stay around. Uh, this realm was the Broncos being the worst in the AFC North. Uh, I got a lot of beef for it from the people, but. Boy, did it turn out right. Um, how to get a whole new coach, fire the coach midseason, one of the worst teams in the NFL. Um, so that's definitely one of my best takes from this past year. But the other ones will be released on Twitter later this week after this is posted. Each day they'll all be posted for you all to vote on it. Now, Yank, we're not going to talk moments of the year because that's only a one thing, one thing all. Um, we are going to bring up the interviews of the year. So these are the people who had the most views plus listens. Top three. Top three. For this season. And the three seat is Bo Cornwell. Last year's champs making another shot. He makes the damn Luther. Will he repeat? We've not had a repeat before. The past champions is Bo in season two and Nolan Tubal in season one. Um, he's the three seed. And remember, y'all, when you we do this, it's not the end all be all. So some people are like, they had more on the way end. It's this week. So after I post it, they all get posted back to back to back. After that specific tweet, I will check it before we tally up the votes. I'll repost all the links and whatnot. From the growth of that view or listens, that's who wins. Going back into it, the two seed is the Super Bowl champion, Jack Cochran. Jack Cochran's only the two seed, but one of our most popular episodes on the Mickey Zizzy podcast. And then uh, seed one is Carter Happel the wrestling coach at Cornell and a Iowa wrestler alum. So that one got a lot of views on that. So good luck to those three. Like I said, y'all do get a little certificate plaque thing with a whole t-shirt. Involved we're keeping well. it. We're keeping them involved. Let's, yeah. We're keeping them involved and hopefully they come back on. Now, Yank, we're talking. It's all fun stuff. We get a kind of debrief. Oh, we'll talk a little bit maybe about the Masters next week. And then, boom, it's season finale. We should get to get all hype and celebrate. Maybe we'll have to dress up for the occasion. Maybe I'll wear a suit and tie. I don't know. Um, But one of the most anticipated, I mean, I just say that because I'm undefeated, is the all-star listener. Now, Yank. This is where we send out questions about the previous season of takes that we've had or things that we do on the podcast. We send it out to the listeners. They fill out this Google form, turn it in, right? Correct answers are worth a certain amount of points. Whatever team has the most points wins. I get this double check, make sure it's all good and fine and dandy. All right, now, Yank, you look a little, a little upset over there because I am undefeated in this because I got belief in my people. Just, I, I I don't know who your rest, secret recipe is going to be this year. I don't know who it is. And I'm trying to figure out if I'm stealing somebody. Oh, I don't know. I don't so, know. yeah, season two, uh, it was actually a very, very close game. 72 to 70. Um, last year's MVP was Cheyenne Mino for Team Mickey. It was such a close battle. Oh, 
Um, you had DB, Haley DeLay, and Hunter Wright. I had Robin DeLay, Shyamino, and Steven Ruiz. The season one, uh, that was more of a blowout, 83 to 46. Our man, Mark Mace, shout out him. He did not fill it out. Trey Reynolds and Daniel Brown was on that team. And then my team was Hunter Wright, Shyamino, and Robin DeLay. So let's get down to it. That was a little bit of the history. Sorry, I had to bring up the history. It's super exciting. <laughs> That Mark Mason one still hurts, man. Still hurts. <laughs> so let's get down to business. Call me Mulan. Now, typically, we flip a coin or a greenie. No, greenie. So since you won Yukon, right? You get to call it in the air. Here's your greenie. Greenie. No greenie. What would you like, Mr. Zizzy? We're kicking oh, this I thing want, off. I, I want greenie. I want greenie. I want yeah. greenie. Here it goes. Here it goes. Give me some greenie. I wish I could show you. It shows no greenie. No. I'm, I'm pulling it up. I got you. Okay. All right. No green. I, so All, right. Care, All right. I should have had a better viewership. Dang. Uh, so I get first pick. The greenie let, let you down, I should say. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the all-star listener draft for uh, the most, uh, the best listeners we think who's tuning into our show. Now, Zizzy, I got it. This is easy first round pick for me. I got to um, go back to last year's MVP to the best man. Welcome um, back to the squad. First round draft pick. Had to. I had to. That hurts. MVP. That hurts. That hurts. That hurts. That hurts. I mean, it's the MVP. I can't blame that. It's the best man. I can't blame that. I I, I get it, dude. I get it. it's it's shy guy. The man the man has a live feature on the Miggy Zizzy podcast. <laughs> I mean, okay, we know he's into the show. So shout him out, shy. Um, that hurts. But that's all right. I'm gonna follow it up. I'm gonna follow it up. We're gonna bring somebody right back, and it's just because I think she loves to beat you just as much as I do. Nah, don't do it. Taylor! God! Uh, bring her back! I, bring back the wife! Okay. That's all I want. That's all I want. So that was going to be my second pick. I thought you would go with someone else. and I thought she would slide to the second round. Uh, either way, it's a 1-1. I was really going to choose honestly, her. Honestly, she team. was going to be second round pick. But that I got to think I'm making strategic moves based on you being the number one pick right now. Oh, man. I thought it was going to be a snake draft, bro. I thought I got a worse record. I would get first. <laughs> no way. We put this toy like men. Uh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Oh, see, this is where... I'm in a predicament. I am oh in a boy, predicament. Because I know exactly who second round pick is over here. You do. Yeah. I do. If you if you don't take it. I might get some beef for this, but we're going to see how this plans out. But I'm going to someone who is showing a lot of interest and a lot of listens lately. I'm going with Isaac Hahn. Why you up? <laughs> Now I got thinking to do. God dang it. Let's go. See, I knew if I went Haley, this is what I feared. Would you make the surprise pick? I had to. He's shown a lot of interest. We've had a lot of talk. He says, oh, I listen. So, you know, I'm I'm really going based on the feedback I get. 
That really hurt. I'm not gonna lie. Like Isaac, <laughs> I, I want you. I want you to know that Isaac. Team Zizzy is on the clock. Was, yeah, I want you to know that that was coming. If, if I was not in a draft room right now, I don't know how people deal with this. Does this happen in real life? Like people get their pick right before they're about to pick. Oh my god, I would lose my mind if this. Give me Robin Delay. No! Yes. You're going double in on the delay. I'm going to take the whole family. I do not. <laughs> oh, Y'all are seeing the live reactions right now. This is the first time we've Yeah, I'm not. This has not been. Uh, this is. We did not know each other's picks this time. And it's actually. This is wonderful. We should do this all the time. Uh, you know what's irritating? I actually made a draft board for this, and my draft board was Cheyenne, Haley, Isaac, Robin, and now my top four picks are all gone. Oh, so this is this is off the off the hissy. No, I I have I have a person written down, Ooh. and I'm not confident with this person. Wow, hey, I want hey whoever he says I, right now. I want you to know. No, 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 like I'm not mentioning he's this not person. Confident in your ability. No, I'm not choosing this person. I'm gonna go totally off the hizzy, like off the brain for the person I think has the best chance at it. Woo! Daniel Brown. Oh! That's pretty good, bro. That's that's pretty good. That's pretty you know, good. He scored the most points last year. Or was that two years ago? Two years ago. Two years ago. Two, two years, years ago, he scored the most points. Last year, Cheyenne had like the perfect score. Yeah. Almost, yeah. So, oh, yeah. DB, you're going to come over to the winning side. I'm hoping so. I'm I'm taking a, taking a Hail Mary here. You know, this is tough. This is tough. People are going to be listening like, what am I listening to? <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. They can kick rocks. I don't care. <laughs> um, as um, Zizzy starts thinking about his pick for all those who are listening, we love doing this. It helps to get the fans back involved. It helps give us a little more competitive edge. We talked about competition a ton this episode. It's something that we like to do to get the fans involved. And all they do is take that Google form and we can share some of the questions with y'all next episode. We both think of questions and we post it out. Obviously, I'm not going to tell Haley any uh, secrets because uh, – so he's on your team, so it is what it is. But Zizzy, who is the last pick? Who is Mr. or Mrs. Irrelevant in this year's All-Star? I, I am deciding between three people in my three? head right now. That's three. I can't three. three. It's three. Yeah, I got I, hey, we got names. We got listeners oh. now. It's on the come up. It's coming up. We we it's it's improving. Bigger and better, Mickey. That was the plan. Yeah, uh, I'm intrigued. I'm going to go ahead and announce who it's not. Scuba, I love you. I believe that you did me all right last year. He was on but my I'm team. Not, it's not going to be Scuba this year. He was on my team last year, and he scored the what? least amount of points. You I thought it was my team. I thought it was my team. Oh, no, I had Hunter Wright that scored the least amount of points for me last year. It was flip-flops, right? Oh, yeah, he was on your team, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. You know, it's funny. 
that was gonna be my potential. <laughs> okay. I wanted it. I I feel like he would come back with a vengeance this year, but just like not I'm not not gonna do scuba this year. <laughs> There's two other people. Oh there's 30 seconds remaining. On all right, all line. right, all right. Um, God, I feel like he might just like turn around and like binge watch in a, in a night if he hasn't done it. <laughs> Brad Pace, let's go. Let's go. Really? Let's go. You are sending Brad Face, Mr. I'm sending Brad Face to the line like it's NBA 2K. I don't care, bro. Let's Alrighty. go. Um, for all the fans, uh, definitely just watch this crazy draft. Uh, Team Mickey this year is former MVP, Cheyenne Mino, Isaac Hahn, and Daniel Brown. And Team Zizzy is Haley Hines, Robin DeLay, and Brad Pace. This is going to be an outstanding game. We, uh, Like I said, those will be sent out later. And it's going to be exciting for sure. Now, everyone who's listening, this is a prolonged thing, a little bit longer than we definitely anticipated, but we're having a lot of fun here on the Mickey Zizzy podcast. Talked a lot of basketball, talked about how our season is almost done, but of course, we're going to be coming back bigger and better next season, but with a new slogan, new logo, be on the lookout for it and all the good things that we are doing. If you ever want to come on to the show, please reach out. Y'all know what to do. Go reach that pinnacle, but end all be all. It's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun. Mr. Zizzy, anything last words? Uh, it's it's our year. It's our year. It's our year. This survey for the love of everybody answer, everybody listen. I got I got both. <laughs> I need I got everybody that I need on my side for the love of all things that is the Mickey Zizzy podcast, please. <laughs> Let this happen. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure we're like tied for the events. Last year I had the sweep. Like I beat you. Well, I mean, ever since the sweep, I'm just I'm serious. I'm serious about this. Let's let's do this. But now I I got it. I'm excited. One more episode. Let's let's end it with a bang, everybody. If you're talking sports, is the matchup. Mickey who is Zizzy. Are we cutting it up? Just a couple athletic enthusiasts. You know what it is, the Mickey Zizzy podcast. Have a great night, everybody. Peace. Peace.